Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When I'm calling you... Welcome to the Zed Files. I'm Zed, and my co-host, as you know, is Toby. Oh, hey. It's hey, me. Toby. Forgot I was here almost. He's here, too. So, today we have a few interesting, actually fascinating things to talk about. Um, I don't know which one to start on. Um, what are you thinking, Toby? Uh, well, I mean, you mentioned uh, Hollow Earth stuff, Flat Earth stuff. Um, Hollow Moon, right? Hollow Moon, um, fake moon landings. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been kind of, uh, this came up today randomly, uh, again, the Mandela effect. Oh, right, the Mandela effect. So I thought that was pretty coincidental since we needed some topics and that just popped up in, I don't know, there's some news feed on my Facebook or whatever. Mm. So it seems to pop up every few months and people freak out about it. Um, the Mandela effect. What is what is the Mandela effect? What's the definition of? Well, the I Mandela? guess okay. I'm just gonna go for the basic Google definition. Um, it's a term for where a group of people all misremember the same detail, event, or physicality. It is named after the instance in which a large group of people all shared the same memory that Nelson Mandela died died prior to his actual 2013 death. Usually sometime in the 1980s. Interesting. So when he died, a lot of people kind of came out on the internet and whatever and were like, wait, I thought he was dead in the 80s because I vividly remember seeing, you know, his news reports of his death or whatever. So. Uh, Interesting. Th- and then another. St- that, that was he, Manila died in 2013. Um, Nelson, Nelson Mandela died in 2013. And then. I think it was like probably around early 2015 this like internet meme story came out about uh the Bernstein Bears uh children's books mm-hmm. which I was a huge fan of and how people um vividly remember it remember Bernstein being spelt a certain way uh-huh but then when this article came out, they're like, no, it's actually spelled uh, uh, Baron Stein. Uh, uh, let me look at it really quick. It's like Baron Stein, right? Baron Stein, yeah. yeah. But everyone remembers it being Baron S T E I N as opposed like to S T A I N. Interesting. So, this is kind of something that keeps popping up in people. Who, yeah, of course, there's always people who are like, oh my God, like false memories and it means that there's like alternate timelines and alternate dimensions that we all experience and uh, you know what I I know I'm, I'm supposed to be the rational uh, brain here um, but I have to tell you I love that kind of stuff and I think as far as the conspiracy theory is concerned if there was one that I was going to believe in or have a ha- just have like a, 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 an inability to not think of this conspiracy theory is that time travel 
could, could, I mean, could be the reason why we see all the things that we think we see, right? Aliens, ghosts, everything. We could just, could just be time travelers. That's the one conspiracy theory that I think is just, I don't think it's actually real, but I think it's fascinating. And my mind does want to think that it's real. <laughs> well, what's weird to me about all this is how, um, you know, hypothetically, if there was some, like, you know, a timeline shift or whatever, and for years, you know, Nelson Mandela was dead and somehow there's some weird overlap and then he was back alive again and then died again in 2013. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be kind of like there'd be no way to ever prove that he died because that timeline totally erased the past history of it. Right. But it kind of like makes you think that like in the future, what if like, you know, there's some mass we're all hooked up to like some mass internet and all our memories are stored into that and then some you know hacker could just access that you know I guess I'm just going to say the matrix and then can e- erase a file and implant a file and then everything that we're like connected to is totally different from where it was prior because of a simple like you know um, just a new data file put into that whole system like an edit, yeah, and a quick, and a no one would, uh, no one would, um, no one would know it because it all seems so like, oh, here's the data stream coming in from the past, and there's no way to prove that it was ever different from, you know, prior to that. So, I like thinking about that. How if, yeah, you know, going back to like we've talked about like simulated reality and like what if we live in a computer simulation, and then that fucks me up because then I start thinking about oh shit, like what if we do. And then that's what that, you know, the Mandela effect is. It's just a simple rewrite of a code. Right. And or like in the Matrix when you see when the one saw the cat go by twice and he said, oh, I just had deja vu. Yeah. So maybe that's... Well, deja vu plays into, comes into play too because, like, I mean, we've all had it and we're all pretty convinced, like, holy shit, like, that was... I'm pretty sure I experienced that before. I, and, I, I mean, there's a, I'm, sh- I'm sure there's a simple explanation for that. And, oh, there is. Um, well, yeah, well, I mean... I mean, there is, but the brain is, you know, like, we talked about this before, is that the brain is one of the most complicated things that we, I mean, it does make sense. It is the, you know, the cradle of our mind. It, it, it is the cradle of our essence, you know, is, is our brain, right? Mm-hmm. So just, a, I mean, it's easy just to write things off and say, oh, well, that's, you know, it's not my brain doing some weird thing and, it, you know, temporarily like kind of screwed up my consciousness. It's actually this programmer in the future who's a time traveler. And he's probably a lizard person that lives under the earth, <laughs> right? I mean, both are just That's both are just as fantastic in, in reality if you think about I'll it. Let's just go with a com- a comms razor right now and say, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had a I had a, a uh, kind of a Mandela effect experience where I'm like really skeptical about. When I had deja vu. I'm like, wow, like that's either either a dream or whatever. But I just kind of write it off, and it's like. You know, move on with my life. But like, after I like found out about the Mandela effect, I thought back to a specific time in 2000, 2003 when I turned twenty one. Okay. I didn't drink, and no, oh, I had like a sip of a beer or whatever prior to twenty one. But I didn't drink at all until I was twenty one, and the first time I ever got hammered was on my twenty first birthday. Okay. And. Um, I probably, which is weird. I went to the bank and I found two large. I t- found two like twenty twos sitting in front of the ATM at the bank. 
just sitting there. So I was like, oh, that's weird. It's my birthday, and I was going to get beer money, but here's some beer right here. So I <laughs> took those, went home. My roommates got me, a, like, they bought a half gallon of vodka, and I probably took at least 12 shots. Oof. And I thought, like, I thought I was dead the next day. Like, <laughs> it was the most time I've ever been in my life. I had, a, I had a call in sick to work for two days straight, puking the whole two days, like, laying in wow. bed. It was horrible. And, um, but I remember on the second day, laying in bed, just wanting to die, and my roommate came in. It's like, dude, did you hear about the spatial that blew up? And it was, uh, what was it? Um, Oh, was it the dis- no? It's not the Discovery. Chal- okay. Challenger. Challenger was back in the eighties. Yeah, so it was uh, Challenger. Uh, it, oh God, maybe I should just, know this. Yeah, it, I think it was Discovery, wasn't it? Uh, e- I'm gonna have to. Look, I'm gonna have to look at that. Oh, Mandela effect. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Uh, yeah, that makes me feel ashamed as a scientist. I should know this. I was just looking at it earlier today. I should have just had it up on my browser. But I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Challenger. Um. Challenger definitely was in the 80s. Or, I'm sorry, Discovery. Damn it. See, this is how <laughs> Mandela Effect happens. Without um, Google, we'd all be victims of Mandela Effect every day. But anyway, he came in, he was like, blah, blah, spatial boop. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I was super into you know, NASA and space at the time. So I remember going downstairs and turning on the TV or getting on the internet whatever the fuck it was at the time uh-huh. and you know seeing news and like footage of it and so I was like wow it's crazy I can't believe like the spatial blue like two days after my birthday you know it's like really weird uh-huh. and years later I was like just looking at videos of spatial disasters and it was like oh spatial pretty sure it was, it was a challenger it's definitely challenged the first one. That was the one that blew up on um, on uh, launch, and, but there was one that broke up yeah, on uh, landing. So discovery. I always get, I keep getting. I don't flipped think up. it's discovery. Let, let me just okay. keep, keep keep going and I'll, uh, I'll I'll research this thing that's somewhat hard to find. I just I just typed in spatial disasters earlier on Google and it came up. Um, I'm in heaven now. Um, but uh, it, yeah, I was like, and this is seriously at least like. Probably four years ago, I was researching, like, just watching videos of spatial disasters. It was like, spatial blah, 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 blew up February, I believe it's February 23rd. February 1st, 2003 was Columbia. 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 Right. God damn it. No, I, I, I should know this stuff. I mean. But yeah, February th- uh, 1st, um, 2003, Columbia blew up. And I was like, wait a minute. My birthday is May 16, 2003. Huh. So that was... <laughs> I don't. I still don't know how the hell that happened. Uh, I think maybe my drunk brain probably just had. There's a huge hole in my brain for me to get so <laughs> drunk. It's about like the memories from a couple months prior. Like, but oh. I was. Kind of, I I told people for years like, yeah, man, like, space shuttle Columbia blew up like two days after my birthday, and like, holy shit, that's crazy. And but then it was right. like, wow, it was two or what four, three months, four months prior. Yeah. So. I mean, I convinced people for years that it blew up, and like I'm sure they didn't really. They're like, "Oh, that's crazy." They didn't like research it, so that's I, I feel bad. Like all those false memories implanted in their minds. Yeah, that's the you thing. Know? You can rewrite history, your, especially your own history. I think I think people just kind of selectively do do that. They rewrite their own history to where they're like, uh, for me especially, is you know, you, you grow up, you're a, you're a child, whatever, and you become an adolescent, 
and then you kind of forget what happened. You know, you kind of have these memories of this and that. But then sometimes you look at old pictures, and then you kind of you kind of create this story of what was happening there, even though you know it's probably not real. And eventually, it becomes not only folklore, but it becomes like reality to where, you know, you just you look at this picture, and it becomes this. Oh, I, I was doing this at this time. This is the world at that time, and it changes your view of the world and rewrites. I think, you know, what actually happened. And so, like this again, we still need to do a podcast on reality, but. You know, it basically burns into this idea of like, what is reality. It is written by us. We are the authors and the uh, the editors and um, the readers. So, I think the Mendeley effect is very um, a very a good way to show that you know that's something that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting how even like the Berenstein Bears thing, how. You know, when I look at it now, like Baron Stain, yeah. it just my brain has like this minor like seizure. Where I was like, no, no. Like, that's not what I saw. <laughs> yeah, it's Stain. Baron <laughs> Stain. Stain. Um, and there's other there's other ones too. There was one that came out a few years ago. It was pre- I don't know what happened to it, but it was like how people were convinced that growing up in school how Australia was facing a different angle on the map and then uh, you know then when they're older they look at the map and be like hey wait Australia is like kind of like tilted wrong or something like that on the map which is interesting but I mean people I remember reading this one this internet uh, forum and it was like hundreds of pages long and people would be like no seriously Australia was like upside down I remember seeing it as a kid or Australia was tilted a little bit to the left or the right uh huh but it's like I mean when you look at it, every map's different if, if it's a wall map it's gonna be kinda like if it's a, a globe map you know in a, uh, on an actual it's globe it's actually gonna be tilted you know yeah yeah that's that's uh that is interesting because they are you know maps are skewed in different ways to where you're trying to represent everything that's actually, you know, reality as far as the geographic like context, but it's hard to do in a map and 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 keep all the information there and also keep everything like relatively correct distances and correct shapes. It's almost impossible, impossible because it is a globe. In fact, I, I just uh, I just did a study on that um, last quarter at Western, and uh, yeah, it's. It's interesting. I'd be I'd be interested to see what people think about Alaska, like how big Alaska actually is, because it is only the size of Texas. But people think it's this gigantic thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And but you know it's not true. And I, I also wonder about like you know Australia. Like is Australia like for Australians? Is it? I mean, do they look? I I don't think. I mean, I don't know. Do they look at it like upside down to where the South Pole is? They're up. <laughs> because it doesn't really matter. North Pole doesn't have. It's just all relative, right? Yeah, we think when Australians look at a U.S. map, the U.S. is upside down. We need it because the toilets flush the other direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe their clocks go backwards too. <laughs> yeah. Actually, getting younger. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> we need to get an Australian on this podcast to talk about the uh, what is it called? The Coriolis effect? Uh, Mandela. Yeah, the, no, I mean, the, you know, how the, the toilets go backwards down no, there. it's the Mandela effect. <laughs> <laughs> the Nelson Mandela effect. We'll just call it the Nelson effect, yeah. where I get everything incorrect. <laughs> um, um, yeah, yeah. It's, 
Well, well, it goes back to like I mean, mentioned earlier about flat Earth stuff, mm-hmm. which is weird because like I understand what those people are are, are saying. It's like they're questioning science, so like being so skeptical of science because they can't prove that themselves at an oh, individual level. Me. You know what that makes me mad? That makes me so sad. <laughs> it does make me mad. It makes me like like a parent dis- disappointed. I'm just disappointed in you if you think the world's flat, people. That's that's not even something that you should be questioning. I mean, you should be questioning certain weird like you should be questioning dark matter or dark energy. Question that shit because no one really knows what that is. Yeah. You're right about that. Maybe it is a mysterious, weird shit, but the world is not flat. Unless you're a turtle. And but you how no can you, like, just to be devil's advocate, like, how can you prove that on an individual level? You're trusting other people to tell you physics. But you're still, Sir like, unless Isaac you have Newton, a, okay, unless you have a physics in. degree, you can't prove that to yourself. Of course you can. Get up high. Have you been in, a, in an airplane? See, is that some sort of weird visual effect? I mean, uh, I mean, I I'm not saying I'm a there's flat, satellites, flat Earth. For God's sakes! <laughs> I mean, if satellites are just up in the air, just sitting there, maybe these people don't fly. Maybe they're too afraid to fly or something, or maybe they can't afford to fly. They've never seen a TV show. They've never seen. This is just. This is insanity. Um, uh, my girlfriend just showed up with a bunch of food, and hopefully she has some um some some things to say about the uh, the flat Earth effect. Well, I bet she's a believer. I called it a fact, by the way. <laughs> the Mandela so- Society. Mandela. Uh, I can't talk. You, you, you talk about the Nessa Mandela uh, effect, and I'm going to tell her where the car is. So just a moment. So on Australia, in Australia, where uh, toilets flush backwards, it's called the Mandela effect. Tell everybody. Um, it's, uh, it's that building. But yeah, uh, it's on that I'm just going to like say that I am not a flatter truther or whatever but I do appreciate how people are can remain that skeptical okay. and not trusting of a mainstream um, a, a mainstream science I guess which yeah it's important and it's cool and it's true but the, the way that people are willing just to like poke at you know the um be it um, oh, institutions Whoa. that kind of uh, well I just had deja vu I'm sorry really no <laughs> <laughs> I had deja vu what's the toilet thing called when it flushes backwards the Mandela effect no cor- I, oh, sh- <laughs> I just it, told everybody it's the Mandela effect because I'm trying to rewrite history let's, let's call it the Nelson effect um, right the Nelson Mandela it's called the shit effect <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah like how people can question institutions like you know science, which I appreciate because it, their argument is that they, on an individual level, cannot prove these things to themselves, like, uh, objectively. They always have to rely on other people's, um, you know, word or, uh, you know, words from the institutions about what is real. So I'm not saying these people aren't wackos, and I'm saying there is a kind of a religious agenda because... Well, maybe not a religious agenda, but in the same sense that Coriolis effect. Sorry. Cor- yeah. Coriolis. No, I think that's what you said. It is, but I, I second guess myself all the time. Yeah, I was intentionally trying to 
<laughs> rewrite my history. Damn it, Toby. What was the space shuttle? The Toby effect. What was the space shuttle? Uh, uh, not Columbia. It was Columbia. It was Columbia. No. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> my nat brain, guys. Um, pretty sure it was Columbia. Yeah. Hold on. Hold, please. I keep wanting to say Enterprise now for some reason because I'm on. S- the Enterprise was, uh, I think it was a mock-up that never flew, which uh, is interesting. It was interesting that you say that because you're talking about something near and dear to my heart. Uh, I love Star Trek. Nerd. Yeah. Um, and also I love uh, 2001 Space Odyssey, Stanley Kubrick. And one of his ships, or the ship, uh, was called Discovery. And I just watched that last night. I was supposed to be uh, working on my, my uh, thesis, and I got, yeah, I watched the movie instead. Um, yeah, speaking of Kubrick, like you have heard about the whole uh, that he was the one who directed the moon landings. I have, or at least a couple of them. He would be great. It makes sense if they Wait. were to fake something like that. They would hire a crazy director with ties Illuminati. Would it? Wait, wait, wait! Oh shit! Illuminati. Well, That's yeah, a, a lot of like. Uh, like the Stanley, Stanley Kubrick rabbit hole goes very, very deep into the hollow earth. And there's theories that like there's a lot of Illuminati imagery and stuff in his movies and weird stuff that he subliminally projects. Um, so, especially in like Eyes Wide Shut. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, 2001 too, you know have the uh, monolith and I mean even the ending of the movie is just like well oh yeah the monolith is it's badass um, good simple for something that has no shape um, but Stanley Kubrick okay let's back up here okay can we talk about we're just gonna skip the flat earth thing because that's stupid yeah you're um, mad you're getting really mad so I'm mad about <laughs> that um, let's talk about the uh, the faked uh, lunar landing and, and by the way I didn't prepare for this so I'm just going to let you know what I know with pure, simple, unadulterated logic. Um, it's r- really easy to watch videos on YouTube and kind of look at, uh, I guess, evidence that the moon landing was faked. And it's really easy to believe because I think a lot of... Well, no shit. A lot of people have no um, experience building spacecraft to get to the moon and the physics involved and well the manpower it takes so it's easy it's easy for people to believe that um, I still deep down I think some of the later landings could have very well possibly been faked because interesting why that? Um, I just don't think there was after we went there at least two times was, I you know like I don't I think NASA couldn't figure it out and well is what part of the reason why the the whole Apollo um, Apollo program was was discontinued because there's nothing worth going to the moon for really other than oh, just you know, understanding the universe and well I mean that's what that's isn't that what 
when you know is that what what Congress basically when they cut funding it was just kind of like well we, there's nothing important there it's not like oil and shit so um, which makes me sad that yeah but that scientific <laughs> you know the, the the search for you know scientific knowledge is less interesting than monetary gain and but the space race was all about getting there before uh, the USSR it was a Cold War race it was a dick measuring contest. We made it there first, and after that, it was kind of like, we'll see, we're number one in the world. Our mm-hmm. flag is on there, you know, f- fuck you, uh, communism. And then after that, <laughs> we there, I, I'll say, like, um, Apollo 13. Great movie, too, by the way. Yeah, I was going to say, Apollo 13 is a great movie. Um, I, I, now I have a Mandela effect again. I can't, like, as he goes... Apollo, what was the first one? Apollo 11? Apollo 11 is the first landing. Then 12 was the second one? Or is that the one that... 12 is the second. 13 is the the one they had to just do a flyby because they they blew up um, on accident one of the uh, O2 mixers. Or rather, um, O2 tanks. They were stirring the tank. There was a fault in the tank. Blew up. 14, 15, 16, 17. 17, by the way. Was the only <clears throat> was the only mission that had a um, a geologist had an actual scientist a PhD scientist on another planet. Wow! All the other guys were just um, like test pilots, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they had uh, Jack Schmidt, uh, and he's actually from New Mexico. And I should be really proud about this, but this guy is now not so cool with his because uh, he's a politician now, or was, um, and he's a global warming denier. Which fucking sucks. Like we're almost well, at the coolest thing in the world. Do you like, think that could only be only the Mexican. It could be is that uh, he he never went to the moon. <laughs> no shit. Now let's just say that I'll back that up because because yeah. like, like I said, like in, in if sixteen no. to seventeen were actually just faked because there was the the monetary cost to the U.S. was you know to to have Stanley Kubrick direct those. Um, fake moon landings as opposed to actually spending the millions and millions and probably the billions of dollars actually getting there. Yeah, I think, yeah. Um, there was actually a really good movie about it. I don't know the name of it. Stars, ooh, look at the remember his name. Uh, Ron from uh, uh, Harry Potter is this person that basically like um, does this deal with the government. <coughs> and uh, it's uh, Stanley Kubrick to uh, fake the moon landings. Oh, there's they botch a movie it up. about it. There's a there's a is a comedy. Oh, okay. It's really good though. You there's actually a movie that I honestly just remember this from the '70s starring O.J. Simpson about a fake Mars landing. No, really. Have really? you heard of that? No. Oh yeah, I just like I I don't know. I just remember that, and it's real. I've seen it, huh. but. I think that played a part in a lot of like the whole like fake moon landing paranoia after people saw that movie. Um, Interesting, because it's like, I mean, it's not a bad movie. It's just like they just soundstage it all and the you know, uh, hauled a bunch of fucking sand in and shit. They even do it in the desert. They just hauled a bunch of sand in and some soundstage and had hmm. a fake fake Mars modules and like O.J. Simpson's just flying around with. What? Okay. I'm trying to wrap my head around this. It might be the the Nelson effect or the Toby effect. <laughs> um, O.J. Simpson 
is an a a mockumentary. No, it's like a serious movie. Oh, it's a serious movie. Yeah, so it's, not even like, it's just a movie about NASA faking a Mars landing for some sort of like. What in the hell is the name of this movie? Oh, let me. Because I need to watch it for bad movie night. Yeah. Oh my uh, god. Oh, by the let way, let me just um, Google this really quick. The internet's really. S- uh, Capricorn One. Capricorn One is a 1977 government conspiracy theory, conspiracy thriller film about a Mars landing hoax. So, in a starring O.J. Simpson. Holy shit! Yeah, it's it's really good. It's not even like a. It's you think it'd be more hell cheesy, but it's it's actually pretty entertaining. I mean, it's not like it's obviously. I bet you five bucks I'll talk to my advisor about this, and she'll be like. Oh yeah, that movie. That's hilarious. You haven't seen that already? <laughs> it's not even. It's it's a thriller. It's not even meant to be freaking. You know, like it's like a serious movie. I guess like here's a movie Wait, poster in the. It's like a serious movie. Well, it, <laughs> uh-huh. you would think it'd be like you know, how it's. I mean, I didn't laugh when I watched it. I was like, holy shit! What if the moon landing's fake? Uh, I guess the. Uh, the caption over the uh, movie theater is like, see, it's really small. Would you be shocked to find out that the greatest moment of our recent history may not have happened at all? Oh, so yeah, it's basically just like, I mean, they're using a Mars landing at it instead of like, to like prove like, oh, here's where you could fake a moon landing, but, mm-hmm. but it's Mars. So. Okay, I like it. So, <clears throat> so they get funding to land on Mars but they don't do it because it's actually more expensive so what do they use the money on you use the money just on the production of this fake Mars landing and NASA does this uh, in the movie so, like, so like a, it's like a propaganda I mean just in like in theory like um, well I mean that's the I I don't know like I guess like it makes sense to me that yeah, the later miss- missions there's no reason to go there. We've already been there multiple times, right? There's no reason to like go there for resources. Uh, we're in the height of the Cold War. Mm-hmm. U.S. is focused on other things other than the boring moon and boring space. Like we're sorry, that's just well, how the U.S. is. <laughs> Okay, so when did the Cold War actually end? The fall of the, uh, the 80, USSR? 89. 89. So the last lunar mission was, what, 1973, 72? 72, right? So <clears throat> wouldn't that be a really good military-like place to be? Why, why wouldn't the U.S. like you know Department of Defense like set up some sort of weaponized laser, moon laser, what turning into a, air quotes, Death Star? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who knows maybe they did maybe they did interesting maybe that's why we've never gone back quote unquote maybe that's why the the uh, the, the Air Force has its own space plane that goes into orbit we don't know what it does for years on end what's it doing hmm that's the shit that I'm interested in Toby you're in the military <laughs> what's going on um you can't see anything is that uh, what it is yeah it was, I feel a sniper rifle on me right now um, there is a red dot, but um, yeah. I mean, what, why haven't like other countries gone to the moon? Other like manned missions. It's expensive. <laughs> there you go. Back to my, back to what I was saying about their later missions. It's yeah. so expensive and 
So well, okay. I have I have to I do have to disagree there with you there because they already have all of these things funded. The way that NASA works is that they fund things into the future, right? So things are so incredibly expensive for NASA because it's also the, the it's all, everything to do with the research, the development, hiring all the scientists, all the engineers, all, everyone that works there. Um, Jesus there's Christ. fireworks going off outside, guys. Because it's not Fourth of July. Because we're dropping this. It's getting cold outside. We're not recording. The, we're recording this on July third. I'm sorry. We're really behind the times here. Um, this is probably going out sometime in August. <laughs> but just to let you yeah. know. Anyone listening to that like in a couple of weeks will be like, wow, what the hell was that? Uh-huh. Bellingham's being attacked by aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Lost my train of thought. What was I talking about? Um, I don't know. I just like, that was loud and scared the shit out of me. It was um, really loud. <laughs> uh NASA and mm. um, funding, like how they're funded in the future. Oh yeah, thank you. Um, okay, so you're saying that the the later missions to uh, to the moon were faked, as opposed to <clears throat> um, they actually did it. Okay, two but simple points. The first one is is that the way the NASA's funded, they already have everything there, all the infrastructure, all the expensive stuff to get it up there, right? Of course, it's super expensive, no matter what they do. Even if they have all the equipment and the train. Uh, pilots and the you know the astronauts etc. It's going to be super super expensive no matter what. It's going to be a huge waste of money if they don't send it up there. But at some point you have to say okay we can't spend any more money on you know who knows how much that you know the rocket fuel cost alone. Um, and the second part is I've actually seen um, this that orange material that Jack Schmidt found on the moon. He collected some. Okay, the moon is gray. So it's covered with this regolith. There's no weathering processes besides bombardment from space. So you're going to get grain sizes that are incredibly small to very large to boulder sized. And they're going to be very jagged. And they're all the same. The moon is really boring. Um, it's all gray. It's because it died, <clears throat> geologically speaking, pretty early. So with that said, Jack Schmidt was uh, walking around... Um, and the other astronaut found some soil that he said, whoa, hold on here. Uh, there's some orange soil. There's some orange soil. Jack Smith said, okay, stop what you're doing. We have to dump all the samples. We're getting this orange soil. This is really cool. NASA freaked out. Turns out it's um, uh, volcanic um, fountains. Old, ancient volcanic fountains on the moon. So that blows, super, super that cool. blows my mind. Though. Yeah. And I've actually seen this. I've held this stuff in my hand. So, of course, that could just be manufactured somewhere. I've seen the footage. That could be manufactured somewhere. He's so, from New Mexico. He's from New, Mexi- New Mexico. But he could be manufactured from <laughs> yeah, somewhere. Exactly. No, he, no yeah. the, the, the red volcanic stuff. Yeah. I, like, oh. I'm not a geologist, but whatever it's called. Uh, that could just be dug up in New Mexico anyway, right? Um, well, the, the, the nature of these were... I think I, I think I think specifically why they thought it was from like a like an object like the moon is because of their their texture, um, specifically they're rounded, very rounded, and that's something that would happen with like a volcanic fountain shooting molten magma out from the Death Star and back onto the planet, and then they cool as they're falling back down into these perfectly well not perfectly round but pretty rounded objects and so you don't find stuff like that 
on the moon because there's no weathering, weathering processes. So it must have cooled quickly in the vacuum of space uh, above okay. the moon and fell back down. So, uh, yeah, it's a very interesting and, and really fascinating find and kind of made that entire trip worth it wow. because it told us a lot about the origin of the, the Earth-Moon system, about probably what, you know, how these smaller um, sized objects, celestial objects, cool, um, geologic processes that create them. So it gives us a huge insight, and they're still being studied today. So, uh, caveat is um, it's very important to fund things like NASA and NSF um, because they better our world more immensely than you can possibly imagine. So if you want to recycle, recycle. Also, don't bitch about your less than one penny that goes to NASA. That's, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I'm just more worried about ISIS than going to the moon, damn it. I say we send them to the moon. Um, yeah, I mean, okay, I'm convinced. Apollo 17, or Apollo 17, 16, I guess 15, happened. They happened. I guess they happened. They landed there, man. They're there now. There's a there is a um, there is a uh, um, a suite of instruments on the moon left by the astronauts. One of which uh, you can shoot a laser at from the Earth, and I've seen it done. And it gives you exactly precisely the specific distance from uh, where that is. And usually it's done in Hawaii, but I've seen it done in uh, New Mexico. You shoot a laser to the moon, and the return time when it hits this mirror comes back to the Earth. With that, you can figure out, because you know the speed of light, with that, you can figure out exactly how far the way the moon is. Now, sure, we could have sent something up there that landed and then put it there, but, I mean, <laughs> the fact... Okay. No, I mean, I, 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 I believe it. It was just, like, that was the... Uh, yeah, like... A, a, a lot of the moon conspiracy stuff revolves around, you know, Paul 11, mm-hmm. and which we didn't people claiming to have the technology to go there at that time but um i was uh listening to an interview on coast to coast am love it uh with Ed- edgar mitchell mm-hmm. and um that dude is still brilliant at his he's got to be in his late 70s okay maybe even older but uh he's on you, it you were talking about him before right uh, in a previous po- pro- um, podcast, we were talking about that. Oh, he, probably. Would you? What does he? What does he do specifically? Uh, what does he do? Um, is it the? Well, is it the? I, like in, in like as a job right now? No, I mean, what 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 does he believe in? Like, what is this? Oh, like okay, yeah. Basically, the I mean, there's been a lot of controversy surrounding him because he has come out and said that like the US has been in direct contact with alien beings in the past interesting but he says he has never experienced himself he just knows uh, people in higher levels of government that he ran across throughout his career in the you know in the military and in um, NASA and uh-huh. he said that these people were people like like him with like 
ex- uh, experience in their field and uh, higher level security clearances and told them like straight up like yeah US has been in contact with uh, Alien Beans for years and does he mean Canadians? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I yeah. That reminds me. I just got into Canada the first time in like seven years. Like oh really? Last week and it, two weeks ago, I guess. It was uh, definitely well. It was Montreal, mm. so it was uh, a very, very alien experience. I guess is the word. <laughs> Where is Montreal? It's uh, uh, Quebec on the eastern side of Canada. So Toronto. More east than Toronto. More east. Okay. That world doesn't exist to me. It's just a concept. In my mind, it's just like, you know, it was like Canadians be- with, from Bad Brew, and that's pretty much all I can <laughs> think of. It was, like being a, it was like being in a different country, just maybe oh. an hour from the U.S. border, because, I'm I mean, sorry. it was another country, but it, it's like, it's French Canada, so, you know, everyone thinks in French, everyone speaks French, so it's like, I've been to Vancouver, which is only you know an hour away from here pretty much and it's like yeah i'm in another country but still feels like i'm in bellingham yeah or seattle or whatever right it's just like everyone speaks english and it's just kind of same stuff mm-hmm. i guess more people are shooting up heroin on the streets and it's smoking true. crack in front of cops which is very real too but yeah that's true no okay i know what montreal it's montreal is a very european city right yeah in fact they, they shoot a lot of films in montreal because it looks so european yeah, it's it's very. Uh, I mean, I've never been to Europe. Well, I mean, only in passing. Never spent an amount of time there, significant amount of time. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it has that vibe. It's just weird, like going to the supermarket and everything's in French, and then I go to the checkout and they're like, "We oui, we, oui. would you like <laughs> some long bread?" I don't know. Like. <laughs> would you like a croissant? <laughs> oh yeah, French fry. They don't talk like that. Sorry, that's me. Uh, they kind of do, actually. They really do. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there was one uh, person from Montreal, I believe, specifically Montreal, uh, French speaker, at the last um, MassCMC meeting that was at. She was the only person that got into the lake. The lake was freezing cold. Uh, she was just, eh, whatever. So obviously she was from the north. Because it didn't phase her. And I think it was like 45 degrees. Oh, right? God. The lakes here are like 45, 50 degrees yeah, maximum. Yeah, there. It's like... Though, That's crazy. Yeah, I... Uh, I lost my train of thought. Goddamn Mandela effect. It's uh, the Toby effect. Yeah, I went from... That was a pretty good segue. I went from like space to Montreal. Damn. Yeah. Oh, uh, Edgar Mitchell. Okay. Edgar Mitchell, yes. I mean, to wrap it up, I probably I forgot what, how far I got in that story, but basically he's, um, yeah, talked to a lot of people in government who've told him about aliens and stuff that the government's worked with for years and blah, blah, blah. But he talks, he was like, uh, in the interview I was listening to, he was like debunking, you know, moon landing hoaxes and stuff and being like, and the way he debunked him was just like, I've been there, but it was more than that. He was like, well, what about, you know, it's like we needed to win the Cold War. And if we didn't go there, then Russia would have easily called us out on it. Like, oh, they didn't go there. You know, Russia knew for, Russia was pretty, uh, or was the USSR at the time, was pretty, um, 
And they had a lot of intelligence in this country that knew what we were doing in the space race. Uh-huh. I'm sure on their side too. Or we had a lot of people in their country too. But, you know, if, if it was actually a hoax, like Russia would have known and they would have loved to call the, us out to the whole world. You oh, know? yeah. So. There was a, a uh, Edgar Mitchell's. Uh, bleh, I'm going to forget it again. I know nothing about the Apollo mission, guys. I'm a, I'm a uh, fraud. Armstrong, I think he's, I think Mitchell. He's, I think he's 14. Apollo 14, right? Oh, okay. He's Apollo 14, so after uh, Tom Hanks failed, couldn't get to the moon, because that was Tom Hanks that went to the moon, tried to. Um, <laughs> after after that, uh, Apollo 13. Oh, you know what? Went there. And also, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off really quick. No, I'll do it. Did I say Edgar Mitchell was Apollo 11? Or I don't... I, I don't Okay, I hope I not because so. he was. Let's see, he was fourteen. Yeah, he was definitely fourteen. So, um, but yeah, which goes the whole like, you know, everything up to fourteen. It was at least real because if he, he was saying fourteen, it was definitely real. So, but still, fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen are in question. But sorry for getting out there. So, uh, one thing I just learned about good old Edgar is that he. Uh, he claimed that a teenage remote healer living in Vancouver, uh, using the pseudonym of Adam Dream Healer, helped him heal kidney cancer from a distance. He's pretty out there. He's a pretty out there guy. You know what? I think it takes a certain type of person to want to go to the moon and put yourself through so much crazy <laughs> danger. Because that's crazy. I mean, of course, I would want to go to the moon. Would you want to go? Uh, no, man. No, I I would. I mean, I do, but when it comes to like, I always put myself in that like, or I used to. Like, mm-hmm. grew up a space nerd. Um, but yeah, I would just being on a launch pad and like sitting there all buckled up, ready to go, and being like, "Fuck, what the hell am I doing?" Yeah, you know, I I, I can I can barely do that on a roller coaster. I'm like sitting in a roller coaster, like, "Oh, here it Ooh. comes." Yeah, but just uh, I don't know. It's just I I don't think I could. I don't think I could do it. It just seems too intense. It's crazy. I mean, like, I say I want to go to Mars, but when it comes down to it, well, I'll actually do it. I want to. Oh well, I want to just go back home and fly into the covers and be like, this is this is fine. I don't want to be in a rocket. I don't want to be in space. But I mean, but the concept, the idea is is amazing. Yeah, it really is. And like you said, take a special type of person. And I'm sure, like, after going, doing something like that, and, you know, it kind of, your brain chemistry changes pretty immediately. And then after that, you come back, and you're like, well, aliens are real, and or at least some of the astronauts. I don't know. There's probably others that think that way, but Edgar Mitchell specifically is super into a lot of uh, weird metaphysical stuff. Yeah. But he's also very has this weird very, he's like in interviews saying he has still has a very scientific logical mind that's how he's trained to go to the moon so he still has that and he's still um you know he hasn't just cracked up and lost his shit so I when he's when he comes out and is like dude yeah seriously a lot of people have told me aliens exist and either they're lying or which is why they, they have no reason to lie. It's like they're higher levels of government. They're scientists too, you know? Right. So I think that's pretty, that, it was pretty interesting to hear him say that. And he's, like I said, 
was born in 1930. Dude is like, uh-huh. how old is that? Uh, so 70, 80s, 80s. He's almost 90. Who? Edgar Mitchell. Oh, he, he's he's dead. He Ed- died. Edgar Mitchell? Uh-huh. Died February 4th, oh, okay. 2016. Oh, my God. Mandela, Mandela Effect. <laughs> so the interview I was listening to was a rerun. Okay. That, yeah. Okay. I forgot, to, forgot about that part. He recently died. But I f- he only Yeah, he died February 4th. Interesting. Okay, crazy. Okay, yeah, 85, 85. Damn. Yeah. Which is a good run. I mean, I'd be, I'd be happy with that, wouldn't you? 85? Yeah. I mean, after Especially to- being exposed to cosmogenic radiation. I would have been fine with it the day I got back from the moon. Like, all right, right. I'm done. <laughs> like, right. I'll sort of too. <laughs> I'm going to go golf. Ah, fuck it. I'm just going <laughs> to die. Um, he said this one quote, which is pretty interesting. He says, we all know that UFOs are real, but... Now the question is, is where do they come from? That is an intriguing idea. <laughs> because if you if you just get over the fact that there's no proof of aliens or whatever, or the government's covering it up, or whatever people think, um, where would they come from? That's a very, very uh, interesting I, idea. Would it be... Other dimensions, like I said. Other dimensions. I don't, I don't believe in the whole cross... cross-freaking galaxy, cross-space travel... Unless they found a way to go through wormholes or whatever, but I just think it makes more sense to do it dimensionally. Well, <clears throat> I mean, I think one of the reasons why we need to get off this planet, not get off the planet, but spread throughout the solar system and the universe, is so that we don't, you know, our limited times here, you know, the the, the planet will destroy its, destroy the, the population over and over again. Not the planet, but just things ha- tend to happen. You know, the last time was uh, a major um, uh, loss of uh, biota and, and um, creatures on the earth was uh, 65 million years ago because of the um, uh, impact from, a, from an incoming um, asteroid. That happens every once in a while. Destroys the entire surface. So we need to get off before... Maybe, maybe we're the only ones that have intelligence. Maybe we're the only ones on this planet because it's going to be around for 5 billion more years until the sun turns into a supernova and sucks it away. Um, maybe we are the only ones that have the ability. We're the only ones that so far that we know of have left the Earth and come back. So unless we do that, we are destined to just die. And uh, I don't think we can allow that. We shouldn't allow that. We shouldn't be okay with, oh, we're here right now. You know, For now, we're here. Because it's not going to last forever. Uh, I was looking at pictures of that new... Um, radio telescope in China it's like the size of like 80 football fields have you seen that? no I have not <laughs> what is it called? Um, uh, back to Google uh, I'd never even, I've never heard of it usually when it comes to like large shit like that like I kind of get word of it but apparently it's almost done it's been in process for a while being built. Um, oh, China. But like 80 football fields. That's, I guess, 100 yards, 80 yards. It's not 80 yards long, but... 80 80 football fields, so 80 times 30. That's amazing. 500-meter aperture spherical telescope, or FAST. 
show offs. <laughs> okay, here's the thing with the Chinese. The Chinese can't do things. I'm sorry, China. China. <laughs> they can't do anything. They, they can't do things <laughs> like we can. They all they always try, and they don't share their information. They are well, on, a, on a scientific level. You talking or just like on a scientific? On a scientific? On a, <laughs> as a country, scientifically. I'm sorry. Um, as a country, I'm sure a Chinese person can do anything that anybody else can, of course. But um, yeah, they uh, they do they, they they tend to copy America, and they do it and they copy it poorly, and try to do it way bigger too. For some reason. Yeah, well, because they can throw you know oh we we'll just we we'll make it bigger, and that's great. But um, they're not um, well renowned in the scientific community because they don't share their information. China is the country, by the way, not the scientists. I'm sure the scientists want to share too. Yeah, it was just weird because uh, we still live in that time where countries hide information from each other for their own personal gain. When they all, when we all already live in a global economy and we all benefit off each other, especially superpowers. But not, but not England. <laughs> yeah, right. I think they finally figured out like we didn't get that space information. We're fucking out of here. <laughs> England leaving the EU is ridiculous, and it's it's shameful, and it's backwards. Um, but hey, uh, speaking of soccer, uh, <laughs> I heard that uh, France won uh, Iceland today which made me sad nice, nice. So I was I was rooting for Iceland because there's a little guy um, I don't I don't watch soccer at all I can't handle it it is I lo- lo- love sports like almost every sport besides a few suck Canadian sports at curling but which is a weird freaking sport isn't it yeah it is I guess it looks kind of fun but uh, hockey's awesome I love you know Football, basketball, or American football, basketball, baseball, and eh, whatever. But um, okay. I love baseball and I love soccer. I I can't do soccer at all. It's so lame to me. Well, yeah, it's not American. It's not un-American. Sorry, it's not an American sport. I like hockey, I mean, hockey's cool. Like it's not American sport. Hockey, yeah, I like I like good f- fights. It's fun. Fights. Oh, I, I mean, like UFC just, stuff. I mean, oh, like, and all, 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 hockey yeah. is just fighting, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess actually, when I think about it, it's the only reason I watch it. But I don't even I don't watch UFC, so if I want to see a fight, I should just be watching UFC, right? Not hockey, which is so. Wait, UFC is Ultimate Fighting. Yeah. C. What's the C stand for? Uh. Com- oh, competition I want to say okay. I'm not even a fan so, so I'm sure there's going to be people out there like slamming monster energy screaming <laughs> fuck you bro you gotta guys keep your your micro aggression down yeah. there check your check your aggression um, <laughs> but no there's uh, MMA the mixed martial arts mm-hmm. which I mistakenly took in college thinking it was a self defense class just a filler class it's like oh I'll take this it's like you know, there's probably going to be a whistle and like you know, pointing and call nine one one and you know, this is punch them in the. But no, it was actually straight up MMA. I learned how to box, got hit in the face many many times. Yeah, hit people in the face many many times. Um, wrestling, um, yeah, it's really informative. Not what I expected. Well, you're wearing gloves though, right? Not gloves and a, and a and a kind of a helmet thing. Cool. 
Yeah, definitely gloves. Um, so we completely have gone away from flat earth to <laughs> Canada to hockey. I mean, to that's MMA. cool. We, we, we tend to like come in with maybe sort of like a half-assed plan and then walk away with like, wow, there's more information that people have probably wanted to hear. I mean, at least it's entertaining. Like, this is exactly what we intend to do. Yeah, I mean, this is all. Yeah, we have a piece of paper here. It's like start with Mandela Effect <laughs> and end with UFC. <laughs> exactly. We have a flow chart. A, B, C, uh, MMA. But I, I don't think any podcast really does that unless it's like, you know, serial or something like that where it's it's, it's got to be planned out. I think any, like, podcast, like, with people being interviewed or just whatever it's sort of like just go with the flow you know maybe if it's like some cool like uh that latest interview uh sam harris podcast interview with neil degrasse tyson super right. cool by the way right like, dude is really cool so like sam harris had a like a set list of questions and you know but that still went off on tame just too so that's what that's just that's natural. What this, is. this is a conversation if you want planned out shit, like look into freaking <laughs> go watch Independence Day Two, which I don't recommend, but that shit's. If you want poorly planned out shit, poorly look at planned. Fox News. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, this is what this is. This podcast is talking about both sides. Uh, you know, rational thinking, logical thinking, and then conspiracy, and jump to the easiest conclusion. Um, the everything. easiest, and also mixed martial arts. In hockey. What's uh, yeah, I. If you wanted, like, obviously people know about Joe Rogan podcast, but that's like, that's, I think primarily MMA, UFC stuff. So don't listen to us for any advice on MMA or UFC. Listen to me for our advice on how to be. An wait, idiot. wait. I thought I was the expert on MMA. Uh oh yeah, well you, more than me at least. <laughs> I'm no expert. Um, um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, if you want advice on how to be a moron, listen to me. If you want advice on how to be smart, listen to Josh. No, no, no. It's and vice versa. Vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to wear a heart shirt, look at Josh. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing a heart shirt because I believe in hearts. <laughs> Not specifically the human heart or any kind of heart, just the shape of a heart. They're oh, real, I hear. They're, out they're there. real. And they're made to be broken. They are made to be broken. Um, okay, well, that's that's our uh, episode today. Uh, remember, hearts are made to be broken. MMA means mixed martial arts. And the earth is not flat. God damn it. Um, this yeah, is, the Mandela effect is real. The Mandela effect is real, yeah. So my name is Zed, and co-host is Toby, and we will talk to you again next week. See ya. When I'm calling you Hello
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.